0: Welcome to Hope Assembly of God Online. We believe no matter the journey, there is always hope. This is a recording of our live Sunday sermon, unedited, uncut, real. I want to share a little bit about water baptism uh, today coming up on the 19th. Now, how many remember the day they were baptized in water? Okay. How many were baptized? Well, let's do this. How many were baptized in this tank here? Oh, wow, quite a few, quite a few. How many were baptized in a, like a lake or a pool or a something? Liz Gaetano, where were you baptized? Sandler's Creek. I uh, Tell you what, I wish I had the chance to baptize Liz. She'd have, she'd have been repentant by the time I got her out of the water, I'll tell you that right now. Um, okay, so a, a creek, a lake. Anybody in a lake? Rita, where were you? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 right here on 47. Oh, neat. I didn't know that. July what? 5th, 1984. Wow, that's great. Somebody else somewhere else? Rose? What? I can't hear you. Herflake. Okay, great, great. Water baptism is such a significant event in our lives. That's why if you were baptized in water, you remember it. Because it's that day. I remember I was 12 years old. It's hard to believe now, but I was terrified to speak in public. I had grown up in church, but I would never speak in public. That's all changed (laughs) by God's grace. But I remember the thing that I was most nervous about was that I had to say something in front of the church. That was the. I didn't care about the water. I didn't care about any of that. I was terrified to say something, and uh, and but I did. And God gave me the words. And who would have thought, a million years later, uh, I would be using my my voice to share the good news of the gospel. But God knew. God knew on that day, His plans for me. Uh, he began to unravel those plans when I was fifteen years old, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Again, I was a church kid, baptized in the Holy Spirit. 16 years old, I was called to the ministry. And um, At 17 years old, I graduated, went to Valley Forge Christian College, which is now the University of Valley Forge. And at 21 years old, I was hired uh, into the full-time ministry, even before I graduated as a youth pastor and that's where I met Dory at the church that she was at, Flemington Assembly of God. I was teaching a young adult Bible study, looked out under the anointing, strong anointing that was in that room, and looked out and said, "She seems like a nice girl." And uh, and we started dating, and we'll celebrate our thirty first anniversary in November, November third. And Amen. Have And, and you know through those years I youth pastored there for 6 years and then the lord called us to plant a church dory was 8 months pregnant when i told her or i'd mentioned to her or i asked her permission i don't know that the lord was calling us to plant a church and so at 8 months pregnant we left her home church and her family and went to plant to plant a church that we didn't know if anybody was going to join us or what we left that which was stable and went to something that was just not. And then we were there for six years and saw God do great things. And, and I felt like um, God hadn't given me the next step for that church. It was called Crossroads Assembly of God. It still meets uh, now. They're in Middlesex, New Jersey now. And um, I went and met with Brother Coletti at the time and said, you know, I don't want my, my resume just shot gunned around the district because I don't need a job. I don't need a place to go. We like where we're at, but I just want to see where God is in all of this. And, and we got literally got out the map of New Jersey and he had circled churches that were without a pastor at that time. And he circled this place called Malaga, New Jersey. And I had honestly, I'd been in New Jersey six years. I had never heard of Malaga and no. Anybody? Yeah, no one has. When, when I would mention Malaga, they all thought Malaga Hill because that's, that's all they do. No, 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 Malaga. And if you look, if you don't know, it's not even on the map because we go, kind of go by Franklinville, you know. And so people would look, well, where are you going? We don't even know where you're going. And I would say, yeah, I'm not sure where I'm going either, but I'm pretty sure... Uh, the Lord is leading us in, in this direction. And you know, one thing, and, and I met and, and we interviewed and, and all of that. And then 22 years later, which was last week, which I forgot till like Wednesday, last Sunday was my 22nd year here, not voted in, but my first church service, August 29th of uh, 1999, 22 years later. And, and, um, Still excited, and I think God has more in store for us than than ever before. Still excited about that. But I'm going to touch on that, what Amy said. It's just that step-by-step obedience. Just just step-by-step. God, if you open the door, I'll go through it. And I made the decision, by God's grace, to be obedient to God when I was a teenager. And obedience to God isn't a momentary decision. It's a lifelong commitment. Obedience to God is not a momentary decision. It's a lifelong commitment. God, if I know it's you, then I obey. I've already made that choice. Help me to know it's you. And if, if you confirm that it's you, then I'm in. And that's how all this, this, is, this has happened. It's just step-by-step obedience to the will of God and trusting him. That's what Amy's doing. That's what Amy's doing. And the first step for us as believers is salvation. Salvation that we believe that we're sinners and that we need a savior and that the only savior is Jesus. There is no other savior, there is no other name by which man shall be saved. We're not saved by works lest any man should boast. We're saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. That's the first step. God reaches down to us and we put our hand up and say, Lord, I need you. And he saves us. And the next step according to scripture is water baptism. The next step of obedience is water baptism. And I'm going to talk quickly and, and, and straightforward today. If you're too afraid to be baptized in water, you're going to be too afraid to go to Egypt if he calls. If you're too afraid to be baptized in water in front of friends and family, then you're going to be too afraid to share the gospel with someone that doesn't know him. If you're going to be baptized, here's what's going to happen. You're going to come into the tank here, over here, we'll have all this open up and we'll have it projected on the screen so you can all see it. And you'll look out at the congregation and everyone you see will be thrilled. And everyone you see loves you. And everyone you see will clap for you because they're so excited for you. Water baptism is not something to be afraid of. It's something that we should look forward to and be excited about. And many of you are here today that are going to be baptized on the 19th. Uh, Yes, I am going to ask you to say something about Jesus. Okay? Um, Wesley and Joshua are the youngest, uh, but I've talked to both of them. And they're both healthy conversationalists. (laughs) And so if they'll be able to share, and they know the Lord, and they know the Lord. And they'll be able to share about what Jesus means to them. And they're going to do it. Now, others of you just backed out. You just backed out of water baptism. But I want to assure you that as long as you lift up the name of Jesus, then it's going to be okay. And if all you can say, because all I said is I I just want to thank my parents for raising me. That's what I said. That was my big baptismal speech. That was the best I could do at 12 years old. I've made up for that through the years. (laughs) But if all you can say is, I just thank you, Jesus, for saving me, you know what? That's enough. But water baptism scripturally is the very next step. So let me talk just, I say briefly, sometimes I mean that, and sometimes I don't, okay? But I I semi mean it. You all remember when you were baptized in water, that's how significant that event is in your life. Baptism is one of the highlights of, of the year. It's one of the highlights of my life past couple months, I've done a couple funerals, I've done a couple weddings, I've done one baby dedication, and now we're going to do one water baptism. So we need somebody else to have a baby, if we have any volunteers here, to have a baby if you're married, uh, have a baby, even if you're not, we'll bless and love love you and love that child and bless them. So anybody wants to have a baby coming up in the next couple months, let me know. Uh, people putting their head down, people... <laughs> let me know we'll dedicate them bless them love them water baptism I'd love to do another one before the end of the year as the Lord leads this is the exciting times as a church so we're going to do that let me answer a couple questions that people have had do I have to be baptized in water to be saved the answer to that is a resounding what No. no we're not saved by works we're saved by grace through faith in Christ alone water baptism does not save you it's a symbol that you've already been saved and I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. Our worship in our, in our circles, Protestant, Evangelical, whatever term, Pentecostal, whatever term you want to put on it, is not based on sacraments but based on the sacrifice of Jesus. And so we're going to, going to receive communion in just a few minutes. Those emblems don't save you. We receive those emblems because we are saved. In a couple of weeks, we're going to participate in water baptism. Water baptism doesn't save you. You're baptized in water because you are saved, okay? And so that's the focus is not on the sacraments. It's on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. They're a reminder and they're a symbol of what Jesus has done in our lives. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith This not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Not of works, so that no one can boast. Do you have to be baptized in water to be saved? The answer is no. The reality is is you don't have to be, but you get to be. You get to join with others that have been baptized in water. And you know who others were? Jesus was one of them. Jesus was baptized in water. Well, I want to follow Jesus. Well, you have to follow him in water baptism. Because he was baptized in water and he didn't even need to be. But he was a representative and there's a lot of reasons he was baptized in water by John. Remember he was walking up to John, John, John the Baptist, not John the gospel writer, was baptizing people. He looked at Jesus and said, wait a second, I, you should be baptizing me. And, and Jesus said, just baptize me. And John said, I, I'm not even worthy, not even worthy. But Jesus set the example And so do you have to be baptized in water to be saved? No, but you get to be. People all around you were baptized in water, and it was such a significant event in their life that they never forgot it. They remember, and I don't remember the day, but I remember it happening. I remember where it happened, as all of you did. That's how significant it is. So I've lived thousands of days since my water baptism that I've completely forgotten about, but I never forgot that moment of being baptized in water. Do I have to be baptized in water to be saved? No, I get to. And then what happens is when God gets a hold, you want to. You want to follow Jesus. You want to take this step of faith because of what he means to you. You want to do it and then we take that act as not something we have to do but something we get to do and then it transforms into worship it's something we want to do it becomes a, an act of worship towards Jesus because everything inside of us says, I want to be baptized because I want to be identified with Jesus and his church and I want my friends and family to know I want the church people to know that I was once one way and now I'm something else because of what Jesus has done in my life do you have to be baptized in water to be saved. No, but you get to, and then you you want to. You want to. It's the saved that are baptized. This is why we don't baptize infants. And I don't talk about other beliefs, other Christians and things like that. They have their way of doing things. And if they believe Jesus is the only savior and that he rose from the dead, according to uh, Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, then they're We'll look forward to spending time with them in heaven. But we don't baptize infants, and the reason is very simple. We dedicate infants. We bless them. We, we, we want to start them on the right path, but because people aren't saved at baptism. And so we practice and teach that you have to be old enough to understand what you're doing. Otherwise, it doesn't really mean anything. Then it just becomes a ritual and not emphasizing the relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's why we don't baptize infants. We don't baptize really young children because I want them to fully understand. And the second part of it is, and maybe I'm different in this, the second part is I want them to remember. I want them to remember that day. And so sometimes we wait a little bit uh, so that they'll remember and they can make that stand. It's not something that they just saw other people doing. It's something that they're doing, and they know what they're doing, and they're excited about that, okay? And so that's why we don't baptize uh, infants and, and re- the real young. Um, they may, and the real young, too, might not be making their own choice. They might have seen it. They might have been, uh, you know, stirred in that direction, but we want to make sure that they know and understand. W- water baptism is for those who have willingly accepted Christ as the only savior and want others to know why do we baptize by immersion in our church we fill this tank back here and to the glory of god we have a heater i did water baptisms at a church and the heater was broke and we did i don't know it was a lot 10 15 water baptisms and you're standing in there the whole time by the time i got out i couldn't feel the steps you know and so i want to thank god for heaters and uh People say, well, I didn't have a heater when I was baptized. Well, you didn't have air conditioning in your house either. So if you want to take that out of your house, knock yourself out, I'm glad we have air conditioning and a heater and a water baptism. I'm not very spiritual. (laughs) But you go in the water, okay, there, and you stand with your feet up against the wall. And I'll lead you through it, and we'll pray, and I'll have a partner with me to help you with it. And then we'll turn... And I'll say this, upon your confession of faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we, we, you put your hands like this, and we hold on here, and one on your back, and we go, and you go down under the water, all the way under, and back up. That's how we baptize here. Okay? Now, why do we do it that way? Well, because if you read the Bible without any theological training, you would believe that water baptism was by immersion because they said things like this. There's enough water here right now. What's stopping us from getting baptized? If it was just sprinkling, again, these are our beliefs. If it was just sprinkling, then we could baptize. You don't need a lot of water, okay? John the Baptist, Jesus came into the water and came up out of the water, okay? That's why we baptize. But here's another reason, is because it perfectly symbolizes what has already happened in our life. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Now we're buried with Christ, our old self, and we now share in new life and his resurrection. Isn't that awesome? I don't know. Maybe you'll be able to see it up on the screen. You won't be able to see it the way uh, my partner, who's ever partnering with me and myself, will be able to see it. But the water comes up over the person like this, and it completely covers them. And every time it does something, I have chills now. Because they're saying, well, my old self is dead. And in just a split second, I joke about holding people under. I promise that I won't hold you under. Won't hold you under. Mikey Bruno's being baptized in water. I told him that his mother gave me 50 bucks to hold him under longer. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't believe it. He didn't believe it. Yeah. Actually, it was more like, Lucy, if you don't give me 50 bucks, I'm going to hold them under. No, 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 no. Anyway, so, yeah, that's, it's a beautiful symbol. Such a powerful symbol. Old self, new self, new life. And then they'll, they'll walk up these steps. And that first step they take, watch, is the next step of obedience towards God. And then he leads them to the next step. Then they go and get changed. If they have hair, they'll dry their hair. And then take the next step. And then they'll take another step of obedience. And then take another step of obedience and just see where God leads. Oh, I'm excited about the barbecue, but I can't even tell you how excited I am about water baptism. The food is for fun. Yes, there'll be food in heaven, not because we need it, but because we enjoy it, it's true. But I'll tell you, water baptism is where it's at. It is so exciting. And for those of you that have said you're going to be baptized in water, I am so excited for you. And I counted a privilege and an honor to just be present on that day, much less be a participant in that day for you. So let me close this uh, by saying it's an outward sign of an inward change. I have a lot more. Uh, Jesus commanded it, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son. That's why we do it, because Jesus said it. The the disciples carried on that pattern in Acts 2, 41, those who accepted his message and were baptized. Peter's first Pentecostal sermon, 3,000 people were baptized that day. They accepted the message, you see it, the message of Christ, and then were baptized. It was the very next step of obedience. Do you have to be baptized in water to be saved? No, it's the wrong question. You get to be, and then you want to be baptized in water. And then you get to be baptized in water so that everyone will know. I've had other people that were afraid of getting up in front of people, and I totally get it. I get it. It is scary. It's, it's one thing when you're staring at just me, whatever my face looks like. God bless those fans. But anyway... Uh, It's another thing when you turn the corner and everybody's looking at you. I get it. I get it. It's frightening if you're not used to it, but it's worth it. It's worth it. And before I close, I've never lost anyone, okay? 35 years of public ministry, I have never lost anyone to water baptism. I have had people's feet slip out. Uh, That's a little tricky, okay? That's a little tricky, but nothing bad will happen. It will be all good. And so we'll celebrate with you on that day That you are standing with Jesus, that you are part of his church, and that you're going to live with him step by step of obedience as your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ leads you. That's what water baptism is all about. If you've not been baptized in water and want to be, there's a sign up in the back. Just sign your name or let me know that you want to be baptized. Those that are after church next week, we're going to have a little little class together where I'll go through some of the details, what to bring and, and stuff like that. Okay, so that's, that's then. If you have any other questions on water baptism, please let me, let me know. Okay, I'm not going to ask for questions today, but if you have them, let me know or any of our pastors, any of our leaders here. The second ordinance that we celebrate in the Assemblies of God is communion. These are the things that Jesus said to continue to do, and that's why we do them. Thank you for listening to Hope Online Podcast. For more information about Hope Assembly of God, go to www.godgivesyouhope.com or download our app in the App Store.